welcome to this week's extra special episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition, usually homebrew, well, I suppose this is technically homebrew, using pieces and items from Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure, as well as Mag of Holding, which is out on Kickstarter now. Isendor's Vault, not Mag of Holding, that you can get for free at pennydragon.games. But Isendor's Vault, you can head over to bit.ly forward slash tragic treasure capital T's, please, and check it out. But today's adventure is called A Neat Little Town, and it is based on an item within Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure. Me, I'm Carla. Hi, if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm Carla. Nice to meet you. And with me, I have my amazing players. Good morning, everyone. I'm Wednesday, and I usually play a Lawrence Skyvale, the Asimar Paladin. But today, in this amazing one-shot, I'm going to play Florian, the Half-Elf Ranger. Hey guys, I'm Nelly. I normally play Kira Nightingale, the Half-Elf Sorcerer. But today, I'm going to play Gideon, a non-binary, still half-elf, but I'm going to be a bard, so watch me strum some strings and stuff. Hi guys, I am Lena. I normally play Andromach, the changeling druid. But in Isendor's vault, I am playing Darius Goldstein, the rogue half-elf. I just love how you gave him a name with the word gold in his surname, and he's a rogue. I just think that's like... So we're going to kick off into the game. Let's start with if you can describe how you all look. Florian, as half-elves do, is quite attractive. He has a Mediterranean skin tone and dark auburn hair. He is dressed in green and has very striking green eyes. Not that anyone would notice because nobody ever notices Florian especially traveling in this party. Darius is a gentleman of some refinement. He wears a very stylish hat with a classy feather, obviously. And um, from his human heritage, he he has a bit of a a goatee with a a bit of a curly mustache, neatly manicured, of course, dresses stylishly with a bit of armor underneath that doesn't show and it's got a very very flowing and stylish dark brown cape with some uh, leather boots that is quite comfortable to move in. Gibeon is as Wednesday mentioned very good looking quite striking has show length hair and black braids like like braids a skin tone slightly darker than mine golden eyes so please keep that in mind very mesmerizing golden eyes and she adorns herself in a lot of golden attire as well. She is tall. Sorry, I keep saying that, but uh, this is mind my character is actually non-binary, so uses they them pronouns. I have to remember that because I'm almost fixing it up with Kira, but Gideon is they them. So Game and Teddy says an attractive elf with limelight issues, a flamboyant rogue, and a shiny bard. So much sparkle in the party. Florian has no sparkle because nobody ever sees him. That's also why I didn't bother to actually describe what he's actually wearing and what he actually looks like because nobody cares. I'll sparkle enough for the both of us. I shine bright like a diamond quite well on my own. Nice. (laughs) So you have lived in Town your whole lives. It's quite a small town and quite secluded and remote. Very seldomly do you get new people or visitors. Like, you know everyone in the town. 
And the three of you, as much as you are an inverted commas adventuring party, it's more one of those we're adventurers because we go out and we do some of the hunting. And, you know, if there's a lost sheep, we go find the lost sheep because very little bad or hectic happens in Olfentown. Olfentown does have quite a lot of minor tremors slash earthquakes and quite a lot being like, you know, one every maybe two years, but nothing that damages the town. You just feel the shaking and it shakes like snow off the trees because Olfentown is actually also in quite a cold climate. And within Olfentown, it's surrounded by woods and passable mountains. And within the mountains, they are sort of one or two hunting caves that, you know, the town has carved into the mountainside for if in case you go out hunting and it becomes too late or there's too much snow, then there's somewhere for the hunters to sleep and to wait out the the snowstorms. Your adventure today begins, you have all been summoned to the Mayor's Hall. The Mayor's Hall is one of the most impressive buildings in Town. And actually, the mayor and his fiance are sort of the only, inverted commas, new people to the town in the past 10 years. The mayor's been there 10 years, and his fiance arrived about three years ago. Other than that, the last time you can remember a new person coming was maybe 20 years before that, potentially. But usually people who come to Town end up staying because it's really charming and safe and beautiful. You know, it's one of those towns like no one actually comes to Town. They arrive on their way to somewhere else and they're like, oh, this is really nice and I'm going to stay here. Plus, it's really difficult to pass the mountains. So is it worth the effort? All of the houses are made of wood. Once again, it's not because your town's not advanced. It's just never had need for anything else. There's also quite a lot of basic items. There's, you know, a very basic shop, a basic tavern, a basic inn. The tavern and the inn and the shop are all rolled together because they know, you know, we don't get a lot of visitors in Town. So in the large log cabin-esque hall... You enter and you see the mayor sitting atop a wooden throne on a wooden dais. It's not very ornate. There is some metalwork filigree in the sides of snowflakes. But other than that, the hall also works as a community center. So, you know, if there's a dance or a wedding happens in the hall. And sitting on the dais is the mayor. His name is Ulf. And he looks older than his years and you think it's probably from the stress of running a town because even if the town is unproblematic you know this one's chicken was on my land and then I ate the chicken and then now this one's cross with me that I ate their chicken even though it was on my land you know so those petty squabbles which sometimes feel more hectic than actual war because anyone with a body corporate knows those vibes (laughs) so he also looks quite pudgy Most people in the town are very fit looking, not necessarily skinny, but fit. So he looks a bit pudgy, like a little bit of extra skin. There's a little bit of a, like a double chin and his eyes look saggy. You know, he's haggard, a little bit haggard. He has cropped gray hair and very sallow white skin. And he looks extremely worried. Standing near him are two of the buffest farmers. They're 
kind of his gods, but also they're not there to guard him. They're holding equipment, which you assume is going to be for you. And he says, good morning. Welcome, the misfits. And, you know, he's giving you quite a lot of proper respect. It's not welcome, the misfits. And, you know, he's giving you quite a lot of proper respect. It's not snide. Florian is hanging back. He does not approach. He's watching the scene from afar. Well, Mayor, we you uh, summoned us, and uh, we have a... Hmm, this is uh, not what I expected. I thought that you would have decorated a, a little bit more uh, since I was lost here, but um, we have, what can we do for you? I'm going to bow towards the Mayor and let my look speak for me. He will give you a polite nod, Gideon, and then to Darius, he, he says... Unfortunately, there have been some more pressing matters than decorating uh, the hall currently. As you know, Flint's fence has fallen down and we had to reconstruct that. But I'm afraid I have brought you here on a much more delicate and, and, and worrying matter today. For the first time in at least my time here in Orphantown, we have a serious danger approaching. Oh, uh, did the baker's piglet run away again? Are, are we chasing some sheep today? I realize that the fence falling down is tr- a tragedy. Don't you have some real work for us, please? Please. When he said danger, Florian whipped out his longbow and he turned around to face the door and he was holding it out like he was prepared. Whatever's coming, be it a fence or a chicken. Gideon speaks quite slowly to almost everyone because Gideon assumes everyone's just very stupid. You do realize that I have other things to attend to. I hope this is very, very important. Of course it's important. It's the mayor. He wouldn't drag us out of our beds for nothing, I hope. Do you not hear of those chickens and the fence? At which point the two farmers, who you know start to actually look very offended. And can the three of you roll inside for me? Also, it's Orphan Town, not Orphan Town. I wasted my first natural 20 on an inside roll. And I was even I mean, facing the other direction. I mean, guys. You're just that switched Obviously, I know how to read a room. Yeah. You don't even need don't. To, to look how to read a room. I got 15, sorry. Seven. This makes sense because uh, chat says, Northstar says, Darius, you were second runner up in a popular vote singing contest. Darius started stealing gold to make up for the gold medal he was so clearly in his mind robbed of. Precisely. The, yes, that I is your backstory agree. now, officially. Darius, you are just like, oh gosh, the mayor's going to send us out after some chickens. And you know that particularly one of the chickens hates you. Like, that one chicken has that out for you and will try and attack you whenever it sees you. And you also think it was part of the plot to uh, steal your winning votes for the singing competition. Gideon, you realize that this is a very different circumstance. Normally, like, the mayor will come past one of your houses and be like, please go fetch the chickens, or, you know, the farmer will do it. This is very serious if he's calling you in here. And you're looking at the equipment that the two farmers next to him are holding, and it looks like there might be a trap in there. It looks like 
there is some fur cloaks and fur like blankets. It looks like it's preparing for traveling. Also, no one leaves the town. Like there's no reason to leave. The mayor looks extremely, extremely worried. Florian, you hung back. And as the other two were making fools of themselves, you realized all those things. And you saw that the mayor is extremely worried and a little bit frightened. And when you turned and put your bow outside, you could hear the sound of his fiance crying. So everyone in the town knows that, unfortunately, his fiance is a little bit, so her brain's a little bit addled. She's quite mad, actually. And everyone thinks, you know, the mayor's a really good guy because he looks after her and, uh, and has taken care of her. And she seems really in love with him. But generally, she, she has outbursts. And so she's not really seen in town that, like, in town that much. Like, you can see her if you visit the mayor's house. It's not like she's hidden away or anything. But you can hear her crying. And you hear Florian that she's saying, it's going to get me. It's going to get me. But why does it matter? We're, it's not real. Nothing's real. And, and she's just sobbing uncontrollably. And you can also hear the sound of two horses and a cart. So you are putting together that there is potentially a trip. You are potentially going to have to take the fiance with you because your range of skills, you just like two horses outside, a cart, a person. You know, when enough people ignore your presence, you get to watch people a lot and things and observe everything. So Florian is going to turn just his head in the direction of the rest of the group and say, Maya, you've you've contacted the right people. I have been up into the mountains before. The mayor will look at you a little surprised, and he's going to sort of look past Darius and, and Gideon towards Florian and say, with that statement, I believe that that I I have chosen the right people. And he's looking very specifically at Florian. <laughs> <laughs> But Florian doesn't notice because his back was turned, so he doesn't see it. In his mind, he's still like, nobody cares. The mayor sees you. you. I found that chicken, and they got the acknowledgement. Of course you did, Mayor. Now, please, um, shall we get this little show on the road? Uh, These gentlemen next to you seem like uh, they're about to chew some nails. What? Look at me like that. I I didn't do anything. The mayor says... As you know, there was an earthquake uh, about three days ago. And you all felt it. I mean, they happen. Maybe he's just a little bit worried about it because, you know, he hasn't lived here as long. So he's not as used to the earthquakes. Although everyone does know that he is a very strong magic user as well, which has helped the town boom and be safe and protected from wolves and things like that. So he says, I'm afraid something has come to the town during that earthquake. I I sense an extremely evil presence and I fear it is driving my fiancé to further distress. And I fear that the evil is coming for her to, to kidnap her. I want you to please take her and protect her and take her to the hunting cave. 
and keep her safe in this time while I go and deal with the evil presence I've sensed. But I fear I cannot protect the town if I am worried about my fiancé. We will do it, Mayor. Now I realize it's actually quite serious and obviously it's a big deal. I'll still probably still speak slowly to him. Yes, Mayor. I sense your urgency. I sense your concerns and we will definitely step up to the challenge. An evil presence, you say? Well, well, don't look at me. I didn't do it. Chat has given Florian some backstory as well. So it's Florian Lemnos. Florian is so unnoticeable that the mayor completely forgot at the end that they were there. It happens to Florian a lot. So he has a forget-me-not pinned to his lapel, but sadly it isn't working. I found that flower in the mountains. Nobody acknowledges my skills. It was hard going in the snow to find a forget-me-not. but I had to present the flower to a maiden. Thank you, but thank you for helping. And you also get advantage for surprise attacks because the enemies just clean don't realize you exist. So that is law. This is why I'm such an edgelord. Like in such a nondescript town where nothing happens and you're still not noticed, that's hard. It's a rough life. So he says, I'm very glad to hear that. You must look after her and I would... Be wary of letting anyone know where you are going. That's why I've taken the the precautions of preparing your items for the trip. There's a cart outside with um, two horses and uh, my fiancé is awaiting us there. Please do everything in your power to to hide your tracks. To And you can see he's extremely worried. But right at the end, he says, if anything were to happen to her, I fear there would be grave consequences. And as he says that, you get this hint of malice. Let something happen to my wife and your world will end. As much as, you know, he's been fixing fences and small things in the town, everyone knows he's actually a very powerful magic user. So you know he can do that. Oh, Mayor, um, no need to get all stressed and, and and worried. We'll take good care of your lady. Good care. That is what I wanted to hear. I think it's best if we are proceeding. It is, um, so it's about 10 o'clock in the morning and you guys know that normally on foot it takes four hours to get to the cave, but with her and the cart and the horses, it'll probably take like six hours, seven hours. So you need to rush to get there before dark. With the farmers, he's going to lead you outside. As you head outside, you see the town is almost all centered around a large town square. And outside that are the houses and the farms and the hamlets. As you exit, you see sitting in the back of the cart is Eurola, who is his fiance. She has olive skin tone, but it looks sallow but it's probably you know from the cold you imagine she came from a sunnier climate she is also shivering as she's wearing simply a nightdress it is like a long sleeve nightdress but it is still a nightdress and this is sort of something she does vaguely like she doesn't seem to dress for the weather she's very odd and she's sitting in the back holding her knees and she's rocking and she's crying and she's saying it's not it's it's not real so why am I'm, I'm not afraid it's it's not real and she's shivering you can also see that she also looks 
haggard. And and you wonder to yourself if maybe that's also another reason why the mayor looks haggard because, you know, it's very stressful looking after her and being her caretaker. And she also looks older than her years. I mean, they're both human. So all being half elves, I mean, you can vaguely guess what their actual age should be. And they look 20 years older than that. Her braids are tied up in a, in a plait so as to not get in her way. But you can see that she hasn't taken out her plait for a long time. So like her hair's a bit unkempt. The mayor comes out and he sees she's sitting there shivering. There's fur blankets in the back of the cart that she could have oh, okay. like picked up at any point. And you can see that there's one pulled around her waist. So obviously she was covered in one at one stage. So he comes and he covers her in that and he's whispering calming things to her and he hugs her. The two farmers are putting the equipment in the back of the cart as well. So you can see there's some bed rolls, there's some rations, there's potentially items that could be used to set up a trap. There's rope, you know, sort of anything you might need. He turns to the three of you, the mayor, and he says, Eurola, you remember Florian, Darius, and Gideon? They are going to take you on a camping trip. And when you come back, the town will feel safer again. She turns and she grabs him by the shirt and she says, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go without you. And he says, shh. And he shushes her and he says, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And then he looks, he looks past Florian and he says, Gideon, we'll, we'll look after you. Um, you'll, you'll be safe. Just think of it as, as a little holiday. It's, it's going to be a holiday. And, and then she starts nodding her head and saying, okay, it's, it's a holiday. And then he says, but make sure you always wear your coat on the holiday. And he's putting her arms through like, it's like a fur nightgown almost. And he's putting her arms through. And, and you can see he takes genuinely good care with her. He turns to, to you and he says, you will look after Yorola if anything happens to her you will not be able to set foot in Olfen Town again. And the two Please. farmers, as they're finished loading the equipment, look at you and attempt to look menacing. But, you know, they're not the adventuring party of the town, so you're not phased. But you can almost see, like, that crackle of anger and malice in his face of, like, I will murder you if something bad happens here. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly why I need to start. That gets me in the right mood, the right head mindset to... Go adventuring, you know, fear of death and dismemberment. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Yeah. Florian is going to walk to the front where the horses are, getting uh, ready so to lead them. I'm going to go sit with uh, Eurola because apparently I'm her chief minder now, so we might as well get acquainted. Good day, my lady. As you remember, we're going on a, on a vacation. Let's make sure we're both quite warm, shall we? I'm going to take one of the blankets and put it on me as well and kind of motion for her to keep hers on. She's going to look at you and like, like a kid, she's going to, like, copy you. The mayor's going to give her a kiss on the cheek, and she's going to do that when someone kisses you on the cheek, and you also, like, you just make the, like, the face, but you don't turn to kiss them <laughs> because she's focusing on you and the motion of putting on the cloak. At which point, the mayor steps back, and he says, you should be on your way. You wouldn't want to be in the, the woods at nightfall, we all know. So you all know, like, yes, as much as the town is safe and wonderful and lovely, you know, there are, like, bears and wolves and things in the woods. I mean, it is woods. There's deer. There's things. Things that you wouldn't want to be in the woods at night. Yeah, the wolves. The wolves. 
he sort of takes a step back and stands expectantly waiting for you to, you know, head off out of town. I'm cozy. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm going to just walk up to uh, one of the farmers who's giving us a death stare right now and say, it's, um, it's fine, uh, Farmer John. Uh, just please tell Karen that um, I'll enjoy some of her shepherd's pie when I return and uh, take good care of that chicken for me. You know the one I mean. And I'm going to, like, get on the, on the wagon. If anyone has, like, vague perception skills, you can hear Farmer John whisper to the other one, this is why I didn't vote for Darius. At the front of the cart, I'm going to, you know, to get the horses going. Roll animal handling for me. And you made a ranger without even knowing what the adventure would be, so this worked out. Unnatural twenty. So the horses, I mean, you know these horses, you know all the animals in town, even the chicken that hates. Darius, <laughs> Darius. I vaguely like that chicken as well. You're like, chicken, I yeah. feel you. I feel you. Even though people don't I notice also. you. The animals do. The animals, the animals know I'm there. They know that I'm there. Which is great in town, but also potentially bad in the woods <laughs> because animals yep. notice you. The horses kick kick off. These horses have been used to go to the cave, so they actually do know the way. You just need to make sure that they don't freeze and check their hooves every, like, you know, now and then. For you, it's very easy. And you, like... And off you go. You start progressing out of the town. You pass some of the farms. You pass some of the houses. Uh, You do see on the outskirts that a fence has fallen down. (laughs) And people are working on putting up the fence. You can see... uh, That's not us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, if you weren't on this adventure, you might be like... What was today's adventure? Fixing a fence. Woo! XP for days. As you progress, do you guys want to do anything? Nobody notices Florian, so Florian is just doing his thing, guiding the horses, checking the perimeters, looking out to see if there's any danger. Cool. You know, that sort of thing. Because, Um, really, they don't even care. Like, if no one was leading the horses, they wouldn't notice. Okay. Because (laughs) they're all sitting snug and comfy, having a good time, while Florian does all the work. Fair, fair enough. On, on that, please roll survival and perception for me. What do you think this evil is that the mayor is describing? Surely it's something a little bit more uh, serious. I've never actually seen him look that, you know, like he didn't have breakfast and the man looks like he loves his breakfasts. That's true. He does look like he likes breakfast <laughs> and second <laughs> breakfast and, you know, like third, fourth, fifth breakfast. At that... Yorola okay. starts freaking out because you've said the word uh, evil and she starts like sorry, panicking and hyperventilating. And she's like, evil, is it, is it coming for us? It's coming for us. They can, they're going to find us. Ma- it's going to find me. It's going to find, and I'm, she's freaking ooh. out. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going sorry, to yeah, try I didn't know that uh, you also didn't have breakfast today. Uh, oh. Give the woman something to eat. <laughs> You're stressing. Darius. Eat this bacon. <laughs> I thought Darius was with Florian, but Darius, are you with us? Are you with us in, in the actual? Yeah, I'm sitting in the back of the wagon. I'm not. I'm not sitting up there in front with with Florian in the cold. Are you crazy? The moment Irola gets like gets agitated, I'm gonna give like Darius and like, like I want to glare at him to the point he feels in his soul like a deep, deep glare to shut, just keep quiet. And I look at <laughs> Irola and say, "My lady, there is no evil." Not right now. We're going on vacation. 
vacation, relax, be calm. There is nothing to worry about, nothing to fear, but idiocy. And I oh, I it towards Darius. Vacation. Um, please roll persuasion or deception, whichever is better for you, Nelly, okay. at a disadvantage okay. because Darius very clearly <laughs> said, what do you think this evil is? Ten. Darius, are you assisting at this time? Because you are now like, oh, yes, vacation. Yeah, but lamely. I'm, I'm assisting lamely. Also roll it at a disadvantage. 19. So she rolled a contested two on her inside. Mm. She's like, okay, vacation. And then she's like, will there be sun? But she's not actually asking you. She's just sort of, will there be, will there be sun? It's so cold here. I'm always so cold. And, you know, she's just going on that sort of discussion. Um, I'm going to say, even though, it, even if she doesn't listen, I'm going to say, yes, my dear, with lovely puppies and rainbows, and it's all going to be fluffy and, and wonderful. That's enough, you fool. And I'm going to just, it's, it, it will be warm when you keep your, your, your coat on. I'm going to just like put her coat on a bit more firmly. It's cold, but we will stay warm. And then once again, she makes the motion, if you close her jacket, you know, when you hold your own cloak tight so it covers your neck. So she's doing that, but you can see that her grip slowly loosens as she gets like distracted and looks around. Florian, as the one person who's doing something, what did you roll? Survival was 19. And then for perception, I got another natural 20. I'm going to give this to you for the, the whole of the trip. You realize, and it's also, you're, you know, as you were walking and dealing with the horses and, and looking around in survival, you go out and see these woods quite often. And also from your perception check earlier, your insight mm. into, you know, the situation, you think that perhaps the mayor wasn't telling you everything. Because why mm. would he want to hide Eurola specifically? So you mm. feel like there's a reason why you're moving Eurola and that you should be extra careful. And perhaps a cart and two horses in a snowy landscape, it's not currently snowing. It could snow later, which could cover your tracks, but you're mm. not sure that will happen. Mm. Perhaps the, the, horse, uh, the horses and the carts are a lot. Also, when you get to the cave, horses are hard to make keep quiet. You've also Mm -hmm. noticed with your perception rolls, the wolves, they don't seem to have been tracking in these areas for the past two days. And as you get closer to the caves, you think you see like some branches have been broken off of very dry trees, which would be done, you know, for someone to make a fire. You feel like there is someone or something in the woods. And okay. it's possible that they could track you with mm. the horse and cart and you need to move more stealthily. If you do try to move um, more stealthily with your survival check, you'll absolutely know how to do so. So just tell me what you'd like okay. to do. I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on the whole cart. Nice. Boom. Yes. Okay, yes. so what does Pass Without yes. Trace so that's a do? It adds a plus 10 to stealth for an hour. So I'm casting it on the cart. So the people in the cart, the horses, like I'm casting it on the situation. I cast on the situation. So you've traveled about four hours of the seven. Uh, You know, it's getting Mm -hmm. sort of near late afternoon. 
And as you were stopping to, you know, check the horses and maybe have some food to eat, that's where you saw the broken branches. And then you decided, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to cast cast without trace because potentially the person is here and could see our tracks. What we're going to do is everyone's going to roll a stealth roll for me. Do you all have plus 10? 25. I've got a, a 37. Nice. Wow. There's nothing here to steal, bro. Eurola has a 27, so I'm going to say as the day continues, she starts to become quiet and is falling asleep. She's calmer. 26. With all those rolls being above 20, the cart seemingly actually manages to not dig as deeply into the snow. And when it does dig deeply into the snow, it's almost like the horse's hooves and the cart wheels kick up snow to cover the tracks of what they've just passed in the hours. So anyone who was following you would see tracks, 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 and then nothing for the next hour of journey. After that pass without trace, you are now two hours out from the cave. Your tracks are starting to become visible again. I am going to just signal to the rest of the misfits. I'm going to try not to shout because usually I have to be like, hey, hello. (laughs) More like a, a, a bit of a shout whisper. Guys, there's someone in the woods. I think we have to be extra careful and we need to make sure that we protect Eurola. Chat, at that, please give me an over or under to see if Eurola is awake and can hear this. And then they're chatting about how Pass Without Trace is very valuable spell. Boring, but valuable. And then also, what do you mean there's nothing to steal? Greedy Darius knows silence is golden, so he's keeping quiet and filling his pockets with golden silence. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. I I love it. The way you guys think. Talking up for future silences. Um, okay, with over, I rolled a nine, so that means she doesn't wake up. She is still sleeping and dozing off. She does not hear this. I want to ready in action. I want to ready to cast silence if I, for whatever reason, I, I suspect either Darius or Eurola might be a problem of keeping quiet. So I want to ready that action just in case. Okay. Cool. Wait, we're actually being silent. Uh, no. Darius is providing a, a very long-running commentary as this tedious and boring trip proceeds into the woods. With your high <laughs> stealth roll, it's almost because you've started the commentary from the start of the town till now, it's almost if the commentary stops, it would be more obvious where you are because it would be silent all of a sudden. So your camouflage is just that, you know, like it's almost like that background noise that you're just so used to hearing that if you stop hearing it, you're like, wait, wait. So that's how your stealth is going. You are you are the radio that is playing in the background that, you know, no one really notices. But if it were to stop, you would notice. And Gideon only prepped silence for the other two because he forgot me. I mean, they forgot me again. Again. So just to be clear, silence actually works within like a within a, a twenty foot radius. So I will cover all of us, even if I do forget about you. Even not to you know, one hundred twenty feet. So even if I did forget about you, Florian, I would consequently still even. capture you in the silence that I'm even, holding. Even if you did forget about me, <laughs> I think I would I would forget about you, but I also wouldn't forget about you. Catch towards you, yeah. Florian has said that there is someone potentially in the woods. Oh, uh, you mean other than us, uh, Florian? Yes, 
it could be it could be the person that's that's that that mm. person that is looking for you, Rola. Oh, uh, I thought there was uh, something else, something a little bit more um, mischievous. No, no, I don't think this person is 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 a woman. I said nothing about woman, my dear, and I bid you to keep that uh, to yourself. I don't think you'd ever answer that. looks down at the forget me not on his lapel and he just shakes his head. We will never answer. He's thinking to himself, why does this guy keep sending him into the freaking mountains to pick flowers? Like, to do all kinds of like questionable things. Things you do for your friends, man. By the way, Florian, now that we're in the mountains, once the lady is safe, of course, I need a little something of um, interesting value. There's a maiden back in town that I've had my eye on for a, for a while now. And I think, you know what would be fantastic? Those little white winter blooms. Yes, yes. It'll be fantastic with her um, blonde hair. I can just see it shine. It's going to be magnificent and i'm going to give you this like dastardly smile well, florin is filing that away like while you're looking out for danger look for these white flowers white winter blooms okay got it with your such high rolls you absolutely will find one also chat said the reason why you're rolling so high is even the dice have forgotten you and so don't realize they have to roll badly <laughs> Wow! <laughs> it's rough it. out I here. Something was wrong. So, Florian, you do realize that now your tracks will be traceable. She's still asleep, isn't she? She's still sleeping. Mm. I have a question. Yeah. Since we know each other quite well, how strong are you guys? Okay. <laughs> Can you like uh, carry yeah. the carts and the horses? <laughs> no, not the carts. I'm wondering about whether either of them would be able to carry you, Rola. Oh, I don't think that that should be a problem. Yeah. She she, she looks. I mean, Darius. So, kept, so no. like maybe that's his his vibe. I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't do that. You see, <laughs> okay. the ladies can get themselves to bed. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. If needs be, I, I can try. Okay. All right. Because I because I can't. Are you are you squishy? No, it's not that. It's that I'm always carrying so much other gear. Like I can only carry my gear, like guys. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not strong. I, I can, when I can when you it. have a dump stat, you have a dump stat, and I can mm. literally only carry my gear. <laughs> Besides, no. um, the mayor did indeed ask for uh, your help protecting the lady. Who are you speaking to? Are you speaking to me? Yes. To get in. <sighs> oh, don't look at me like that. You know the mayor told you about it. We were unimportant. Well, so Florin is if, just if nodding the, to himself. Yeah, I, and I was to say, well, if the shoe fits, I suppose. Just because I lost you on that bloody singing competition, don't be getting a big head. I am definitely beating you next year. And... I'm just going to go off on this bloody tangent about <laughs> the competition being rigged and the villagers, some of them don't like me. And I did not kick that chicken. And I absolutely have no idea why it hates me so much. And the farmer's wife is, I'm just yeah. going on and on and on about this. Florian is trying to intercede and obviously failing. I'm so gonna... every once in a while you hear a word like maybe and then blah, blah, blah. We... 
maybe we should maybe we should maybe we should leave the cart and carry Eurola and and go on foot but maybe. <laughs> At which point you have been going on for the next hour. So you're an hour away. So the tracks go four hours in the direction, an hour mm. of nothing, an hour in the direction. And even at, at this point, when Florian says that the two of you can realize, look, we're leaving giant tracks in the in the snow. So yeah, as like Florian like stops the horses and he's like, no, I'm I'm going to put my foot down. And it's like, Guys, may, maybe we should. <laughs> Florian, Flor- Florian, what are you doing? We're not at the caves yet. The the young man has actually a good, he has a good point. We need to. My name is Florian. Florian, I do know your name. I do like <laughs> to say that you're And I am I was just like, quiet. I didn't get that. I was just like, tell it. Even Gideon. Again. Gosh, I have to like... I, I wonder if Gideon would be like a, like socially aware. No, no, I think Gideon can pick up social cues and say, yes, and I'll look, make eye contact with you. Yes, Florian, I understand Florian. You make perfect sense, Florian. Great input. Thank you, Florian. And I'm going to just go to Irola. Is she still sleeping? She what is. What am I talking about now? Uh, okay. So she is still sleeping. I just want to say, A, that's hilarious. When you're like, I totally didn't forget your name, Florian. Just going to say it yeah. multiple times to prove I know it. Um, also, hey, Penny Dragon Games, welcome. I'm going to like look at um, Darius and say, zzz, zzz, quiet. But, and then I cast silence. I'm just casting silence. I have no more figs to give. Florian, please roll inside for me. Oh, shit. There's my crit fail, guys. You think uh, the silence is an amazing idea? even though it goes out in a 120-foot radius. Of course. Silence, this is going to help all of you. Of course it is. I was worried for nothing. It only lasts for like 10 minutes, by the way, guys. <laughs> I'm going to scoop Yorola and look at, at Doris and say, and I'm going to gesture. <laughs> I love gesturing. I'm going to gesture at Doris, like, and I'm going to just pick her up and just go. And just like go towards Florian mm-hmm. with her. Do I have to like do a strength roll just to carry her? No, she's actually very slight. So you're able to carry her. She vaguely moves when you pick her, like moves and mumbles when you pick her up, but she's still sleeping. Yeah, for the podcast, I'm just pointing towards Darius, then pointing it towards myself, and then pointing towards over my shoulder, like, let's go, buddy. And I'm just with my head in my, my, my hands. And I, I have, uh, you roll it in a bridal carry, because I, I don't want to mistreat the lady. I'm like a fireman's carry seems a bit undignified. Perfect. Darius will mouth what and point to his ear and throw his hands up in the air. At this point, I, I, I trust Darius's skills to at least like observe enough to just follow. So I, I'm, I'm just going to stop gesturing and just go towards outside the cart, look at Florian. Where to now? Kind of gesture. Okay. Florian is going to lead them because he thinks this is, this is wonderful, actually. So he's just going to lead them and he's leading them a little bit sort of, he's not being careful. Like now he's like, oh, silence is great. So he's not being as careful as he usually is. And he's also really pleased because Gideon thanked him. Yeah, by name. They saw his value. So he's, he's a little bit kind of like super chuffed with himself, feeling overconfident. So he's leading the, the group to the hunting cave, but he's 
not leading them carefully. He's just like, oh, I know what I'm doing. This is, this is, I do this every day. Do you take the horses and the cart with you or do you send them back with your animal handling role? You can be like, no, I just head I back just and they'll back. go back. Yeah, I just send them back. You guys head up to the cave. It is uneventful, although you are not careful. I'll shiver all the way up there because some people have <laughs> the wrong cart. Look, there, there were some other, you know, fur blankets and things, so you can absolutely take take that to keep warm. Oh, just one thing. I wanted to say I wanted to have taken the equipment with us. I don't want to just leave it in the carts, like, so the rations, all that stuff, we did take with us. I know I took my share. I don't know about the other two. I had enough for myself and the, and the real think, Well, I, I have a jacket, but I think I'll take a blanket and I'll, like, take a long blanket so it drapes off to me and, like, sweeps away my tracks in the snow but I'm, I'm not really focusing on it doing that it just happens by accident because nice. because, because of your stealth on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just your intrinsic stealth you are fashionably stealthy your clothes <laughs> just stealthy. do stealth for you and i definitely <laughs> want to take the trap the trap um contraptions as well all right, so you arrive at the cave. The horses are heading on their way back. Now that the horses are unencumbered, they can manage to get to town safely. Also, Florian, you realize the wolves weren't nearby, so the horses are going to be fine, you know, in case anyone worries about the horses. I worry about the horses. Yeah, I um, know. You said the wolves hadn't been in the area for two days, so I figured hmm. the horses would be fine. And then the only person who's being stealthy is Darius unintentionally. He is just just stealthy you get to the cave um you have been to this cave before obviously this is where you have rest when you're hunting those chickens or the lost sheep or you know collecting flowers as you do the cave has a 10 foot across and a 10 foot high entrance and the cave is about 30 feet in diameter inside Inside, there is like a very basic fire pit, but it is quite near the front because it's obviously used to, you know, water wolves and things. And within there's like one or two basic cots. There's some basic pots and like utensils. You can see this is, it's, it's one of those things that the whole town sort of keeps up because it's used by everyone, but it's not luxurious by any means. There's maybe like two cots, there is a, a line for, you know, if you're drying anything, if it's meat, clothes. You know, there are some blankets, but, uh, you know, also if they haven't been used in a while, it's not necessarily hunting season. Can all three of you roll for me perception and survival? Perception, five, survival, six. So um, perception 17 and survival 13. Perception 14, survival 10. Gideon, you realize as you place Eurola, who is the fiancé of the mayor, and the mayor has tasked the team to protect her as he feels an evil presence is around and hide her from Tower. As you place her on, on the cot, you see she is shivering a little bit, and but you're just going to add some extra blankets and you are going to go about doing uh, whatever you would like to do. Lena, with yours, you realize that Eurola is shivering a lot, probably more than someone should be shivering covered in that blanket. And if you look closely, you can see her lips are going a little bit blue 
and you realize that she's potentially going suffering from a and let me just check what it's called because this is from mag of holding which issue one is all about like ice and snow and winter adventures and they've got a whole thing for like cold conditions and diseases you see that she is starting to get the cold shivers which if allowed to fully take hold can lead to frostbite or blizzard blains which is all in the mag of holding issue one which you can get at penny dragons dot games for free you know something needs to be done before this this happens because it's actually extremely bad you know it can like drain a quarter of someone's life force potentially florian with your roles you realize that having the fire where it's normally is is not going to be a good thing to do because the fire pit is at the entrance because it's to ward of wolves and things like that however that would be a giant beacon to whatever's bad but you Mm. will need a fire also potentially you could set up some traps and things in the meantime with all this information we are now going to go to our advertisement break aka our mid-roll, we just want to say a huge, huge thank you to Penny Dragon Games, A, for being here, but B, for sponsoring this episode and sponsoring the podcast episode that's going to come out, as well as let you know about the amazing Kickstarter that's coming out. So here we go. Past the Kickstarter door is a world of weird, wild, and wonderful treasures in Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure. It's the coolest place you've ever seen yes there are primordials and blue genies there is doom and gloom and things go boom in Azendor's vault <laughs> I almost said lab wow guys anyway okay enough of the saying uh, we want people to actually support the kickstarter so Penny Dragon Games and Patty Finn have just launched a kickstarter featuring two 5B comparable books and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's been created by the people who brought you Mag of Holding. <laughs> and one of our community members, Carl Gray, is on the team as well. Indeed, yes. So created by the good people and Kyle, um, who brought you Mag of Holding. Eisendor's Vault is laden with magic items of tragic variety, most of tragic in origin alone, but others are tragic by nature and to be used at one's own risk. So... Watch out. Yeah. So the Kickstarter launched on the 8th of April. So that was this past Thursday. So you still have time to head over and back them. I went to check it out, guys, and they are doing incredibly well. But yeah, Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure not only comes with a mountain of lore, but loads of items with interesting twists, which can give your campaign some tragically epic role-playing moments. And as an added extra, they're also launching a standalone adventure book called Order of Elemental Chaos. <coughs> it's, it's an item from Isendor's Vault. It's based on an, <coughs> an item. We were getting there. Uh, this adventure book takes an item from Isendor's Vault, the infamous bottle of gin. <coughs> Spelled D-J-I-N-N. Gin. Not Gin. Yes, Jin. Uh, where players will be thrown into the elemental chaos across planes as they must stop an order of genies and ancient primordials from upsetting the balance of order and chaos. Basically, you can expect Eisner's vaults of tragic treasures to provide not only adventure, but lore and items that transform 
terrified tantalize and a tragic backstory for all the collectors in us. So go back their Kickstarter now while you still can. And the link is on all our bot is in the bios, our description. So head over there to bit.ly forward slash tragic treasure. Yeah, TT. So capital T's. Yeah. We can spell. We're professional. I promise. Yeah. Chat saying um, uh, all the coughing, they need to sanitize their screen. Guys, it's. it's yeah, it's, guys, it's co- Carla, Carla, are you okay? Like, are you. It's, it's part are you, of. Are you okay? It's part of the ad. I've, <coughs> I've got the white lung, pop. Got the white lung. It's Zoolander. No? No one? Nani. <laughs> guys, it's from the Mag of Holding. It's one of those cold conditions we mentioned. It's, it's like, guys, it's pretty cool. And I, I thought it would, was funny. <laughs> white, white lung? Nope. Anyway, check it out. It's the quarterly D&D magazine, which is actually free and not creepy free. Like I put previously, it's really free. <laughs> And you can see some of the amazing work and it will help you um, see what you might be getting and the style and the skills of the items you would get in Isendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure. So make sure you check out their Kickstarter. What do you guys do with that information? Let's start with Gideon. I'm content. I feel like I've I've taken care of Yorilla. She seems like, you know, she's got her blankets, the shivering room eventually passed away and at the moment, I'm going to take, take a seat on one of the cots and start, like, strumming. I'm going to start mentally thinking, like, some of a good song to, like, kind uh, of annotate this little adventure we're having. Yeah. I think I'll take out a pan flute. I feel like this, this mood needs a pan flute. Yeah. So I'm blowing into it. Darius. I am going to walk over to Iola, crouch down, and just gently touch her shoulder, feeling the shivers and going... I'll, I'll look up at Gideon and say, Are you quite done? The lady is freezing. You, you do realize this, right? Maybe we can get a fire going. Uh, that one over there. Just uh, forget for one. Um, please light the fire there, please. And that kind of works as Florian realizes as soon as you point to the fire, it would be a bad idea to light the fire in that space. I'm going to say, Florian, my name is Florian, while I'm picking up dry sticks and stuff to start a fire closer to where the cots are. Irrelevant, Florian. Just please get the fire before the lady freezes to death and then the mayor is going to all of us. Oh, you geez. saw the man, he was really protective. I'm going to start making that fire then. Roll survival for me. 22 on the fire, because I can make a fire. You? Yeah, boy. Managed to make a fire that's extremely self-contained, even though it's not within a fire pit. The only way the fire would spread is if someone put their hand in it or like a torch in it and moved it somewhere. It is really well made and maintains its space. It's almost as if you took a portable fire and you could just like literally move this fire. Chat over or under as I roll for whether or not Eurola is going to get... Blizzard Blains. Under. Okay, so with under, I rolled 45. She is going to get Blizzard Blains, but you don't know that. I have a question. Yes. With Darius's comment that she was freezing, so obviously, like, setting the fire, would I think, like, okay, that's fine. Like, just setting the fire, she should be able to get warm. Okay, yeah, roll I was, I to ask medicine that, I for me. Notice they want to something okay so anyone can roll medicine who wants to take a closer look to see if she's well 
Okay, I got a nine. You're sure the fire is enough? I got 18. Darius, are you going to try to give him medicine or you're just like... No, 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 no. I'm making sure that the fire is in the right place and that the ladies move to the fire. Beyond that, I don't really care. You are project managing <laughs> the camp. Yes. Uh, okay, Nelly. So with that 18, you actually will discover that she is going to develop blizzard blends. But unfortunately, because you only caught it now, she's going to get them. Blizzard blends are like, it's a cold shiver that yeah. actually creates excruciating pain that will make her call out. Which you realize, considering you're hiding is not a good thing. So the fire is preventing it from getting even worse. So she is going to get struck by the blizzard blends once. And then after that, you can you can treat her. Because it's almost like, I can't think of a better way to explain it, but you know, like a cold sore, like you feel it's coming, but you can't do anything about it until it's come. So you can see the symptoms are coming, but you need to get the, the cause needs to appear. So you do know, however, that she is going to, at some point, cry out in pain. Roll a percentile for me, chat over or under, to see if you can guesstimate when this might happen. 92. And chat said over. So with 92, you realize that in five hours is probably when it's going to manifest. I tell both um, Florian and, and Doris, I say, she looks like she's going to have blizzard blain soon, and it will definitely happen then. Within the night, definitely by five hours from now, we should all take a watch each to make sure we keep, we monitor her. Another person actually keeps watch of the actual cave opening. Well, what did you bloody expect? You took the woman out of the warm caravan and you dragged her here through the... Look! Outside, it's snow, woman. We're not exactly on the grass plains. Who are you calling a woman? And I told you already, this is for the greater good, and don't make me z- you again. I'm just gonna, when she feels says that, responsible. I'm like, what? Wait. Remember, uh, my character's non-binary, so like, like they take it, like, great offense, we start using like gendered terms, so that's why I'm going to get like <laughs> more edge, the more, <laughs> more you know, agitated. I'm assuming. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got to so sort Florian that out. is upset Absolutely. now, because they've obviously forgotten about him, and that it was his idea to get out of the, the cart, so he's actually, he's really upset. He's like, actually, I was the one who suggested we take her out of the car. And I had just assumed that my fire would be good enough to keep her warm. So at which point I'm just going to walk over to her and cast cure wounds. I don't know if it works yes. against the sickness. Yeah. I was thinking like we could wait until after the, until oh, after she does a cry out and then treat her. Yeah. yeah, so there, you know, in the Mag of Holding, there is space for GM interpretation, which is awesome because it gives you space to, you know, fit it how you fit it. So I'm going mm-hmm. to say, as you start to cast Cure Wounds, you realize she's not wounded currently. And then, yeah. you know, if Gideon mentions to you that, you know, maybe you should wait for the pain to actually take hold and affect her and then cast Cure okay. Wounds, you realize it won't cure the blizzard blains, but it will take away mm. the damage, if that makes okay. sense. So you're almost like yes. going to have yes. to keep topping her up. I look up at Gideon like, oh, okay, good idea that I should wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that this was your idea, Florian? I still feel like this should be Gideon's idea. 
Because I feel like Gideon needs to take the blame because he is responsible for the lady. They. Gideon is is they. Um, Darius is just riding roughshod over people's names, people's (laughs) pronouns. Like Darius is, he rode over the roughshod over the mayor. Darius is like um, willy-nilly over here. I'm going to like, I'm not facing Darius, but I'm going to strike Darius. Like the moments Darius keeps on digging. I'm going to just like, just do like an arm strike. Just. I feel like that's fair. Roll your attack. I'm not condoning violence, but, you know, when you got to, like, you know, put people down. I feel like at this point, considering you've been yeah. adventuring together for a while, yeah, Darius like, deserves We know this. each other. <laughs> Darius is, like, just... I think Darius I is... Must, you must be doing this on purpose because you know me well enough to push my button, so... <laughs> striking you makes sense. Uh, That's 22. what Darius does. <laughs> what? Does that beat your armor class? A, a what? 22. 22. Does that hit? 20, guys, do you really need to ask? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Roll some damage. He's going to actually take damage. I feel like it's you're not even holding the stops. You're just like, dick. And like, watch out. I'm like, listen here, dick. So take 10 points of like (laughs) backhanded damage. Ow. That's that's what you get, guys. That's what you get. I'm going to uncannily dodge. <laughs> as I see the slap coming. Because you guys know each other, and just for the rule of cool, and because I feel it's the right thing to do, Gideon takes their hand and backswipes to hit you. You uncanny dodge the backswipe, but Gideon knew you would do that and does a front swipe, and then you'll take only five points of damage as it's on the, you know, the back front swing of retribution. Mm. Saw that coming, did you? Always. With you. Why are you ignoring me? I told you it was my idea. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like a slap as well? I'm going to slap. <laughs> okay. Florian is not going to dodge because nobody has ever hit Florian because nobody ever notices he's there. So really sad. <laughs> so, oh, Penny Dragon's like, who's Florian? Florian. <laughs> <laughs> In even case, the in case that forgot about me. Even the sponsors have forgotten. <laughs> Roll a percentile for me. Chat over or under uh, Florian. My damage on unarmed strike is exactly zero. <laughs> Florian was still taken aback. He was just like, yeah. uh, what just happened? I rolled 100. Oh, damn. Okay, so chat said under. So if you mm. had rolled under, the strike was going to catch you completely off guard and roll you into your fire. But because you rolled so good on your perceptions, you would have missed the fire because everyone forgot the fire was there as well. But you rolled (laughs) over and it didn't happen. So the strike happens, but you don't get struck into your fire that everyone forgot. It's just really Um, warm in here. Everything convenient. Nice and toasty. I like this. This is nice. I'm just going to go back towards um, Urola and just sit with her and just monitor her. Florian, because he's upset, is going to take watch. They forgot about me again. So I'm just <laughs> going to go take watch. I'm going to forget that Florian is going to take watch, so I'm going to take watch. The two of you are taking watch, and I feel like Darius gets there, sees Florian, and is like, oh, shit, now it's awkward to say, like, I'm also not going to take watch because I forgot. Uh, we'll just take watch together. <laughs> Florian is happy that, you know, Darius came to take watch with him. Just... That's, that's nice. 
Gideon, you realize sitting with Eurola that, you know, although the blizzard blains are not great and it's going to wake her up in probably four hours now and it's not the greatest for your stealth, her being sickly and and so cold, she is going to sleep, which is good because she is a little bit mad and so it's prone to outbursts, which are also not great for stealth. You realize blizzard blains are annoying and awful, and it is extremely painful, but it's not going to kill her. So, you okay, know, that's, that's what I wanted to ask about that. Is yeah. it going to be like a chronic condition she has afterwards? She's going to have like to, have to take treatment and like potions after all this, but so it's a short term thing. Yeah, it's, it's a thing you'll get treated in town. It just needs like warm bandages to, to fully, fully okay. recover. The night is going to progress. You are going to keep changing watches. I'll do a double watch to start because I I feel awkward that I <laughs> took watch at the same time as, as Florian. After the first watch is over, I was going, um, Florian, you, I suppose you can go to bed if you really... I'll take watch and I'll wake up uh, Gideon there when I'm done. Okay, um, I'm staying awake. Thank you, I'm, Darius. I'm, that is so... <laughs> Thoughtful of you. It's going to go sit where um, Gideon and Eurola are, just also so that he's there when she starts screaming out. I'll look to Florian and say, Florian, you can you can get some rest. I'll stay up to watch uh, Eurola, and then you can wake up to watch her when we change shifts. Florian is so happy. People are being so thoughtful today. They're remembering his name going to sleep that sleep of a happy baby in your dreams you are getting recognized in town you're walking past and people are like hey florian all right please roll perception for me darius as being awake and please roll i'm going to say roll your initiative for me nelly to see if your initiative is faster than your rollers to see like you can see she's going to cry out this is awkward Okay. Oh, I missed for the dice. Yes, okay. 11. Eight on perception. Yeah, I with the eight on perception, you don't see anything untoward, uh, Darius. With your 11, she got 15 for initiative. Eurola is racked with pain and cries out extremely loudly. You hear it reverberating around the cave as well as out into the woods, which will wake wow. you up, Florian, as she's crying in pain. At that, you hear a male voice saying, what have you done to her? As everyone, please roll initiative for me. Florian, you have a disadvantage because you are waking up. (laughs) I rolled the same number on both (laughs) sides. My initiative is five. Good job. Oh, wow. I got 11 again. So I'm starting to suspect this this dice roll generator. Okay. I think when the... I went out, I jumped up and hit my head. <laughs> and then when the voice came out of the darkness, I jumped up and hit my head again because I've rolled a nat one. <laughs> Eurola also rolled a nat one. <laughs> okay, Gideon, you got to keep it up for the party. As you no, hear that, I... what have you done to her? You see a humanoid looking person. They appear to have olive skin tone as well it's much darker and they what level are the player characters five they're five level five like specifically do they have subclasses do you guys have subclasses no not a five nope well archetypes yes 
the reason why you think they're humanoid is because their shape is humanoid, but they have a lot of excess skin. Like Jabba the Hutt style, like a Chape, like a Chape excess skin. Oh, but less cute, a lot less Yeah, less less cute, more like the sludge monster. Like you can see their face, but it looks like there's excess skin hanging hanging off of them. As he scoops up Eurola and starts to run past you to the edge of the cave. He has reach the edge of the cave. Eurola is crying in pain. She opens her eyes and she is freaking out. She is pushing against him. And she's like, don't, you can't, you can't take me. It brings it to you, Gideon. So this guy is just getting close to the, 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 he hasn't actually exited the the cave yet, right? No, he's at the the cave entrance though, because it is only 30 foot in diameter and he can run that. Nice. I imagine I'm in the middle, more or less, of the cave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to use Mage Hand, and I'm going to create Mage Hand to, like, have a, a, a hand appear in front of the mouth of the cave and push for, like, kind of like, it's almost like a halting gesture, almost. Okay, so, like, to hold the guy in place, the person in yes. place. Yes. Sure. So, kind of closing it and holding it in place, and I say, you shall not pass. I don't want to get too close, but I'll say, unhand her now. You shall not pass. He's going to say, let me take her. You don't need to get involved. We are involved, evidently. How else are we here? He's like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm going to take her. And your lives can be forfeit or we can all go our separate ways. She is freaking out in his arms. Gideon, so it is quite hard to hear each other because you are in a cave and it is starting to reverberate her, like, freaking out. Florian brings it to you. You wake up from your sleeping cot and (laughs) see all of this all of a sudden. After Gideon has said, you know, unhand her or whatever, I'm going to... Actually, he looks humanoid, Mm. but... There's, is there anything weird about him? Hang on. You know what I can do? You know what I can do? What? I've got something called primeval awareness. So as an action, you can expand one spell slot to sense whether any apparitions, celestials, dragons, elementals, fae, fiends, or undead are present within one mile of you. Hmm. Or up to six miles if you are in your favorite terrain, which I am in. Okay, so two things. North Star, no, none of that excess skin got caught in the fire when he jabbered past because he is wearing clothes. <laughs> he, he's, he's not just like naked with excess skin, <laughs> but the parts you can see, like the hands and the face and the neck, seem to have a lot of excess skin. So that's Ooh. my action. It's observe. Yeah. Florian, please roll insight for me. And then... When you do that prime evil sense, you sense nothing. There's nothing untoward. You see that there's something about this person. If you looked again, like you just, there's something you need to keep looking. That's what I'm good at. Just observing. And maybe he didn't notice I was there. It brings it to Eurola, who is going to try and escape from his arms, she does have a disadvantage because she's sick and also 
grappled, essentially. Five. She is pushing weakly against him. She's shouting, you've got to, you've got to save me. Um, and Florian, you also feel like that's maybe why you can't piece everything together because there's a lot of noise because it's ricocheting off the walls and she yeah, is so freaking out. Simulation. She is going to try making an armed attack against him. Yeah, so she uselessly beats at his chest. Still screaming, you can't take me. My, my fiancé will save me. Just pure sheer terror and shouting. Darius, you were standing watch at the outside of the cave. So you are basically <laughs> turning to your left and there is this whole scene oh happening. <laughs> because, because he cast greater invisibility and rolled a natural 20 on stealth. So he just okay, like, I was going to ask, what kind of watchman are you, Darius? <laughs> <clears throat> when I see the lady struggling, I'm going to whip out my rapier and I'm going to, Unhand her, you foul beast. And I'm going to jump over and I'm going to, like, slash the damn thing. The mayor will have my head. Okay, roll your attack. You do have advantage because he is holding another person. And Florian, since you're watching, you notice that he very carefully makes sure she doesn't get hit. Yeah, I'm going to try and hamstring him. Uh, I rolled a 30-20. That definitely hits. As you approach him, he turns his back to you so that, you know, if you are going to swipe him, he feels like you'll swipe his back and then also she'll be, you know, protected. But he got pushed by the mage hand, which pushes him forward into the cave and opens up his hamstrings for you to easily slice and dice. Roll your damage. 17 damage. Guys, I was like, I was looking at this NPC's health and I was like, okay, you know, uh, because as always, you guys did amazing role playing. I'm like, this fight, I don't know how long it's going to last, but yeah, no, we're good. We're good on timing with that. Um, As you literally hamstring him and your roller like rolls out his arms as he falls. So he's going to be lying down. Is Jabba wearing anything golden? Because if so, nothing could get past Darius. No, he's not wearing anything golden. <laughs> golden. That's why Darius. That's why Darius couldn't uh, like snip him out because he doesn't appear to be wealthy. His clothes are not wealthy clothes. That brings it to the creature who is going to take a move action. Oh, oh. By the way, sorry. I'm just gonna hop in and then hop out again. Deep, deep. Like like fencing, <laughs> stab, reverse. <laughs> the monster is going to stand up. Actually, can everyone roll perception for me? This <clears throat> this is to see if you can hear what you know each other is saying during this while your roller's freaking out. 14. 16. 30, 20. Okay. Uh, you can all hear, but it's difficult. You do hear it. But it, it is quite difficult, so sometimes the meaning doesn't come across immediately. So if someone shouted at you, duck, to Florian and Gideon, uh, Darius, you get it immediately. You just get it. For once in your life, you're, you're getting it. So Florian and Gideon, if someone shouts to you, duck, you almost need to take a moment to register, oh, duck, and then you'll duck, if that makes sense. Because yeah. your brain needs to register what you're hearing. He stands up. He's limping. And he holds up his hand and you can see ice starting to form. And he says, I don't want to hurt you. I just came for your roller. 
and he is going to cast Ray of Frost at you, Darius, as the person who's been most effective at hurting them. With a natural one, he stands up and he limps and he shot as he like stumbled as a ray of frost lands against the cave wall. And then he was very careful not to stumble into Eurola and like trip on her. And then he's going to say, please, I, I just came to, came to take her home. What do you want for the mayor's wife, fiance? Are they married yet? Gideon, fiance, it, it is you as fiance. you as you shout, fiance, Gideon, it is you. I want to try to understand what's going on because I'm confused by all the noise and screaming that, mm-hmm. uh, from Eurola. But I'm going to cast blindness on our potential kidnapper just okay. so to further confuse him, and I'm going to move towards Eurola to actually try to pull her away. Okay, cool. Yeah, they have Constitution saving throw, and uh, the con save is you have to like reach a uh, fifteen. Twenty. Dirty 20. He is, does not look blinded, but you can absolutely come up towards Eurola and, you know, sort of stand by her, shield her to move yeah. her in your next action. Florian. So it took me a while to register that the guy said he wants to take her home. So I'm also going to rush forwards toward Eurola. And because Gideon is standing on one side of her, sort of stand on the other side. And then cast Cure Wounds. It heals um, the damage from the Blizzard Blains. And then going to say, it's, it's quite obvious, sir, that she's making herself a new home here in Town. Are you, like, trying to persuade him? Are you, what are you, what are you doing? Sure, persuasion works. Also, it's Florian, so I don't know how persuasive he actually is. <laughs> sure, I'll, oh, I'll, allow, I'll allow it because I'll say you readied the, uh, the Cure Wounds action, which you did. You readied mm. it for when uh, yeah. she had the Blizzard Blade. So, uh, what is your persuasion? 18. <sighs> One. <laughs> It was because I healed her. He yeah. saw the healing. Yeah, he saw the healing. Um, he's going to say, I understand that is what you believe, but it's not real. And she's going to, as soon as he says it's not real, she goes silent for a moment. And then she's just like, it's not real. 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 And she, now she's shouting like it's not real. That brings it to Yorola, who, okay, let me see... Chat over or under, can she take an action or is she panicking too much? As she starts shouting, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Over, perfect, 90. She is able to take an action. Can cure wounds heal mental damage? I don't think No, I don't, I don't think it does, but I also... I think it's more of a physical thing. Also, her mental problems are not... It's not just like a wound. She doesn't just... She's not like had madness cast on her she Mm. is actually mentally you know she has some mental problems that you know unfortunately you can't just cure wounds and and yeah move on it's it's systemic it's systemic within her brain yeah i don't think cure wounds works on diseases anyway yeah so she is just trying to understand where she is and what's happening she's still shouting so she goes it's not real it's not real it's not real shouting it and now she's, it's slowing down. She's still shouting, but you can see it's almost like she doesn't realize she's still shouting, if that makes sense. So she's like, it's not real. And she's looking at each of you like very, very carefully. And she stands mm. up and she's backing 
inwards to the cave. But she's still shouting this. You can see she's not realized her voice modulation hasn't changed. That brings it to Darius. I'm going to look at the awkward casting of the Frostbolt and I'll turn back my rapier and say, Ah, you missed me! And I'm going to jump in and slice him again. Stabby stab. Roll what? your attack. You just out here for blood. That's dude. Darius. That's, that's what it is. Darius yeah. has been wanting to stab something ever since the chicken incident. Also, I have to deal with the mayor yeah. if I stab somebody's chicken. So this is a perfect opportunity for me to relieve some stress. Yeah. Uh, North Star says less or greater restoration. Hey, she just met you and she be crazy. So let Jabba <laughs> take her maybe. <laughs> North Star, love it. What was your attack? Sorry, I got distracted by the bardic inspiration happening. Uh, 14. That hits. Okay. Roll your damage. 14 damage. He Whoa. is stumbling. He Whoa. he looks again. <laughs> he looks healthy-ish, but you can see, you know, he's gonna struggle to move. He does need medical attention, but he, yeah. he's not dying. Answer me, fiend! Why do you want the mayor's fiance? And he's gonna turn, and he's gonna say, fiance, and he's gonna look and see if he can see a ring. She is wearing a ring. It's not a very fancy gold one, so. You know, Darius doesn't want it. <laughs> it's like a plain ring. He's going to turn and he says, how long has it been? And he's going to look and he's going to say, I'm here now. I'm, I'm, I'm here now and I'm going to take you home. And he's going to rush towards her. So with one action and with his second action, he's going to start drawing a circle around where he's standing, uh, an arcane circle. And that's going to be his turn. And as he goes to pick up Yorola, he hasn't picked her up. So he walked to her, he's drawing the circle and he, and he's talking to, to her quite calmly. But he's still keeping an eye on, on the three of you, but he, he's very focused and he's like, and she's still shouting, it's not real, very slowly. And he's like, we know it's not real. I'll take you to where it's real. Come with me. Remem remember me. Um, and that brings it to you, Gideon. Yeah, this is getting really... I'm confused. I'm hyper confused because I still can't hear every word and it's taking a while to register. I'm going to try reason with this guy, with this person saying, whoever sent you, we're not, we're not trying to harm her, but we, we need to keep her safe. I'm sure we can come to an accord. And I also want to use... Because I'm starting to get suspicious. I want to use the spell magic on Eurola. Let's see if like something's something is afoot with her, something might be something might be happening there. Actually it's I just spell magic on on him. On him. Let's use the spell magic on him. I don't know what level spell he's using, but let's see if it works. Okay, what's what's your right. spell magic? Okay, so I choose one creature, object or magical effect within range, any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. Actually, no, I want to use a Neurola. Let me use a Neurola because I want to know if some, something's as a spell on her. Yeah. DC equals 10 plus the spell's level on a successful check. I rolled a seven, which won't meet the check. You realize, and it's not something you noticed before because she was always covered in the fur cloak, but there was magic mm -hmm. in a necklace around her neck. And with that dispel magic, because you can't actually dispel it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you some information in exchange because your spell succeeded, is okay. the necklace is storing a spell. And you realize when you cast a spell magic that 
the spell being stored in the necklace has a similar spell signature to the spell the creature is casting on the floor. Gosh. But you can't dispel it because it's an item. It's also an item from Eisendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure. It's called the Bauble of Versatility. Ooh. Did he respond to what I said? Like, I'm sure we can come to a court and we're not trying to hurt her. And I did that dispel magic. Yeah. He's going to say, um, I know you're not trying to hurt her, but you, you have no idea what's going on. And it would be wrong for me to tell you. At which point, Florian... I need to know um, now. I'm confused. So, so I got like hit in the feels when he was saying, remember me. I completely understand how you feel. And then um, I'm going to say, I can help you. I, I can see that you've been injured by Darius's rashness, but I can help you. And, and we can discuss this because we need to know what's happening in order to be able to protect your roller. Are you being persuasive? Or yes, I'm being persuasion. 12. 18 is what he rolled. Uh, so he, he turns to you and he's like, I know you believe that. And I wish I could tell you. But it's better if you don't know. And he's going to continue casting. Um, are you going to move, Florian? I am going to move closer to him. But this is more just so I can continue observing him because there's still this thing like what is even happening it's like a bit niggly for me so I'm like mm -hmm. I'm watching him at which point it's now Eurola's turn she's going to all of a sudden stop shouting and she's going to look at the necklace her cloak is going to fall to the floor and under the nightdress you can see the necklace is glowing blue like it was under her nightdress which is why you never saw it it's there's a blue bauble glowing and she's then holds it and and shouts, I've I've got to get I've got to get out of here. And she starts shouting, I've got to get out of here, and she's holding it. And that brings it to you, Darius. I see my companions not doing any fighting. <laughs> I'm gonna suspiciously look at both of them and go, uh, are we not fighting this or oh, whatever? I'm gonna jump in, I'm gonna slash it again. Okay, cool. Um, as an aside, yes, Penit, of course you can gift inspiration to a player. Wow, look at you guys helping. What's your attack? And yes, just let us know who you want to give inspiration to. A 19. Nineteen. That definitely hits. Roll your jeez. damage. Uh, 19. 19 damage. Oh, jeez. He looks severely damaged and he drops to his knees and the, the magic that was starting to shine uh, dims and flickers. And he cries out in pain, at which point Eurola shouts, no. Are you going to jump back? Sorry, Darius. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop back again. <laughs> it's the way Darius fights. She shouts, no. He falls to the floor. And he looks up and he says, do you, do you recognize me? And then she softly, and it's, it's, it's weird because of all the shouting that's been happening, to hear her say, it's it's you. I thought you were never coming back. And then he can't get up. So he's going to continue drawing. And he says, come and we'll go home. And then she shouts. And she's like, "It's it's been so long. I, I'd forgotten. And she sounds almost clear all of a sudden. Gideon, it brings it to you. I'm going to walk closer towards this guy and, and Eurola. And I'm going to call out to her. My lady... Are you sure you want to go with him? 
What if you never come back? What if it's not safe? Let us help you. Are you rolling persuasion? Yeah, no, definitely persuasion. I'm Roll almost playing with her now because like, I'm so good, desperate and confused. Uh, dirty 20. She turns to you. She listens and you can see she's hearing you and taking it to heart. And she turns to the creature and she says, Elian, I think we, we should tell them. And he just starts crying as soon as she says his name. And she's and he says, I, I thought you'd forgotten me. Florian is all about those people. I'll be <laughs> If we're dropping out of initiative, I'm going to cause cure wounds. Are we going to drop out of initiative? I'm da- dropping. I'm so dropping. Darius? Florian's got no fight left in him. He's got all these, Nothing. like, he's holding back the tears. I'm going to let the dice aside. Okay. Chat over or under? Chat says under. So under 50. Under. So you, I will, I will drop out of initiative. But you are prepared to stab at any point. Yes, yes. <laughs> at any point. The, the no, I think it's the no. The no that stopped Darius's blade because he was about to lunge in again for another. As you all sort of like, is anyone going to hurt each other again? Like waiting? Um, and then you realize that, it, you know, it's come to a, a close. There's that awkward silence of like, okay, Anyone going to stab me again? Yorola is going to slowly start to walk towards Ilian. He's going to stop casting on the floor. And she's going to hug him and stand him up. At this point, can the three of you please roll perception or insight, whichever is higher for you. And you actually have advantage on this because you have some context, a little, tiny bit of context okay. now. Natural 20 14. again. Nice. 14. Nice. Okay. It's all in the eyes, man. It's all in the looking and the hearing. 21 on perception. Gideon, as the person being charged to look after you, look after your roller, you felt the most responsibility towards her. So this is why the realization will come as the conversation happens of what the other two notice. But you notice that they kind of look similar like their their skin tone looks similar. Hers is just paler because she's been living in this cold place, but she also has an olive dark skin. They both have, you know, braided hair, which you maybe didn't put two and two together because hers is quite unkempt and his is very well looked after and looks really, actually really good, which was weird against all the excess skin. The other two of you realize that they look like they're related you realize that looking closer, the excess skin is not that much in excess. It's just because you're so used to seeing other like half elves or elves who look, you know, very smooth. You realize you haven't had a lot of interaction with humans. And so these are just like, you know, a little, maybe they're a bit chubby humans. You know, so like excess skin, they got like chubby cheeks. Because now that you're, you've gotten used to being around them, you realize like it's not grotesquely excessive. And the two of you realize that they could be brother and sister. Can I cast cure wounds? Yeah, you can cast cure wounds. So um, heal 17 at level two. 17. Nice. That's, that's the first shot. Yeah from Darius. Damn, I was like, this guy has so much health, I don't know how we're going to get through this, and you were just like, bam, bam, bam. I actually played it wrong as well, because I should have added like a static four to each shot. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, yeah, no, he was struggling. He was struggling. He's still alive, but he was struggling. 
Eurola says we should tell them. And he says, is it not better if they don't know? She turns and she says, I thought it was real and it drove me to madness. Um, yes, we would like to know, please, because if I'm going to put my head on the line with the mayor, it better be for a damn good reason. And I swing my sword and get him, like, put it back in the sheath. Florin is still like, they remembered each other. <laughs> I also want to ca cast Cure Wounds on Ilian. I also want to say, uh, Milady, we, we do deserve to know. And I look at, at Ilian and say, we certainly deserve to know. We can't go back empty-handed. He says, of course, and he turns to uh, Eurola as he accepts the cure wounds. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, and then he says, you know, he says thank you to each of you who healed him. Do you mean? She says. I think I'm not in, in his good graces right now. No, you are. Um, he's, he's wary of you. Eurola says, it had been so long I had forgotten. Um I arrived here two years ago, and he says, it's been two years, but it's only been a week. And she says, it's, and she starts to talk to him, and, and then she looks to the three of you, and she says, we can discuss that later. She says, uh, myself and my brother, and then now, uh, Nelly, you are like, what? And the other two are like, what? yes, can see it, 100%. She says, we found a snow globe in some stock we were trying to sell. And we discovered that, and this is an item from Isidore's Vault of Tragic Treasure. It's called A Neat Little Town. Markovod's Neat Little Town. We discovered a snow globe uh, that could transport you into the snow globe. Um, we wanted to investigate, but myself, I am, I'm not a magic user. And so... My brother gave me a dimension door spell in this necklace. And then, uh, Nelly, you realize, okay, cool. That's what I get because he was casting teleportation. So it's a, yeah. a movement spell, basically, like a movement spell. Yeah. He says, but why didn't you cast it? And she says, I don't know. And Nelly, because you cast that dispel magic, you realize that even though the spell is stored in bauble, the original spell caster needs to be there for it to, to work. Oh. So you, I, I mentioned this in passing, like I'll have, you know, that it could not work because you were not there. The spell caster needs to be present. And then he goes, of course. And, and you can see he's working on it in his mind. And he says, I, I waited for you to come out of the snow globe for a week, but you didn't. So I came in to find you. And she turns to the three of you and she goes, that's what we were afraid to tell you. You're not real. You are pieces uh. and decorations in the snow globe. As she says this, the two with oh, the really Florida high insights. his whole life. The two of you. <laughs> Everything's with, fake. <laughs> the two of you with the really high insight start to realize that that's why they, them, and Ulf looks so, like, fleshy, if there's a want of a... Because they're real people, whereas you and everyone else in the town is, and this is what she's explaining to you, are automaton figurines that are designed to live in the town. And she's like, think back. And 
when you think back, you don't actually really remember any, you, like you can't remember your birth. You can't remember being a child. You were just like always this. And like the only big events you can remember happened in the past like five years, but nothing ever changes. Like there's a little girl in town. She doesn't age. You start to realize when she says that's why you die a chick, a never dying chicken. And that's why no one ever comes to the town. And so she says to you, when I arrived, Ulf being the only other, and she, she says this very shamedly, like she hates saying uh, being the only other real person. Like she hates saying that to you because she's obviously lived with you, right? Um, Florian's dealt with this for all of the life that he can remember. So he's kind of like, I knew it. I knew, I knew, but no, but I wasn't, I'm not even real now. I'm low-key, like, low-key, high-key panicking now, because, like, everything is, was, wasn't real. I'm not real. What is real, but, wow. As she says, Ulf has been stuck here so long, he doesn't want to leave. He loves Town, and it is a beautiful town, but I need to return to my real life. I was starting to forget who I was what was real, what wasn't. You need to let me go. And she's standing with her brother and you can see he's getting ready to cast Dimension Door and he says, we're going to leave now. Um, um, just we're if, so if sorry. Mind. Well, I'm not going back to the mayor and explaining that to him. Can you take me with you? He says, if we take you out of the magical item, you will become a, a wooden figurine on the outside world. Bloody hell. I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and go like, well, time to get a new snow globe, boys. I'm gone. At which point she says, I don't think that will be a problem. And it's so he's not even a real person now. So, you know, it's okay if nobody acknowledges him. I'm going to plea and say there's, there's so much more I need to know about this world of yours. Is it not possible for you to send us information, send me information? I need to know. I need to know all I can because now I know this isn't real. It isn't oh, real sure, work. Gideon. Uh, now you want to be the uh, town crazy person. Um, we needed one. The last one went missing. Like, never. At which point, as the two of you are discussing, Florian sees the two siblings, like, look, give each other a meaningful look, and they both turn and Ilion holds up his hand and he casts sleep on the three of you. And just as you start fluttering to sleep, he says, what are they going to do with this information? And then she says, if we shake the globe again, they shouldn't remember it. And then they dimension door out. You wake up the next morning, going about your day, thinking on yesterday where you had an adventure where you had to go chase a chicken. You live in the wonderful town of Oliphantown with the male Ulf, who appears sad today for some reason, but he is not sharing what that reason was. Potentially it was this minor earth tremor that happened this morning as the snow slightly falls down on Oliphantown and you go about your days as normal, not remembering anything that happened as miniature automatons in a beautiful snow globe of Markovod's neat little town. 
from Eisendel's Vault of Tragic Treasure. And that brings us to the end. Thank you, amazing. everyone, for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That was amazing. That was, that was great. I saw that item and it's like, it's so cool. Cause it's, it's a snow globe and basically there's automatons inside and you speak the name of the town to enter. And then you, someone has to pull you out. And I was like, okay, well, rather than having an adventure where you guys get sucked in, I'm like, what if you guys are the town? So I thought that would <sighs> be really cool. Really yeah. cool. This is a whole different sphere. Mm-hmm. Like being like we're like just NPCs and we don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's were so the weird first because we picked, we picked like the types of character classes that are more like your NPC Support types. Classes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we never we didn't take strong character like archetypes. Yeah, and I, I think it's quite cool. I didn't tell you anything. I was just like, you guys are all elf. You must have elf in you because I was like smooth. What's smooth? Elves. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about that. I was like, I love how you tied the whole story together. This was that piece, that small piece. You made like a whole full, oh, full story. Thanks. I love that. That's great. Um, Northstar called it. Northstar earlier was like, it's the Matrix. No one's real. Yeah. uh, Thanks, guys. I I hope you enjoyed it. Um, That was fantastic. Um, I will be... I will be shaping it into an actual module that um, I will give to Penny Dragon and they can share and hopefully we can share with everyone. A huge thank you as always to to my players. You make everything... Like, you guys make the adventures real and, and make people care. And it's amazing that you can achieve that in such a short time. And I just love love playing with you guys. Um, a huge thank you to Penny Dragon Games and Kyle. For yes, and Kyle. And Kyle. Uh, for Kyle. Sponsoring, sponsoring this episode, but also for Eisendor's Vault of Tragic Treasure. Like, the two, I just used two items from the book and they created an entire story and i feel like you could have an entire plot line in the neat little town there's amazing things you can do and those were just two of the tragic items there are tons more which you might be seeing in a game near you um so remember please go check out their kickstarter at bit.ly forward slash tragic treasure both capital t's um you can see it and we'll share it and then a huge thank you to you in chat for being here. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, you can find us on Dum Dum Dice, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. Share this with your friends, foes, families, and familiars if you enjoyed it. Find us on all, this, all the socials. And as always, have a most amazing week upcoming that is safe but full with adventure. <laughs>